Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to These Go To 11. I am your host, Nathan Bell, and tonight I have a whole slew of hosts for you. This is really a slew. Uh, This is really a callback to the old days. Let's start with uh, my most recent co-host, Nathan Bartleball. Nathan, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. This is like one of those Doctor Who specials where all the doctors show up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or the Spider-Man show, man. Or Spider-Man. Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah. Into the Spider-Verse. There we go. And then uh, following backwards, Zach Bartle. Zach, how you doing, man? Oh, ho, 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 hosts. I'm good. <laughs> Very nice. And then we've got Steve Hartland joining us. Steve, how are you? I'm, uh, I'm a little bit worried, so I just want all Cornerstone people to know that uh, I didn't agree to be a part of this gig. They kidnapped me. I'm tied to a chair. They're holding a gun to my head. And that's why that's I'm right. here. Good. Good. We needed one None of this will person. actually be recorded, Steve. You're, you're fine. Am I the only one that thinks he looks like uh, Mike from Breaking Bad a little bit? Ooh. Whoa, really? Mike Urban Trout? Yeah, he Mike. sounds a bit like him, too. He's got that kind of uh. like... Uh, Philly cop, I'm going to leave you in a back alley bleeding kind of vibe. I'm going to have to talk in a real flat voice. <laughs> there it is, yes. No I want to I be Ermit Trout. Uh, <laughs> you, you, deal, you, you play the hand you're dealt, Dutcher. So. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Of course, last but Right not now, hanging out great, in the dark in your Dutcher. car, you do have a Silence of the Lambs vibe going on, so that's cool. I'm going to say, Greg, you kind of look like a creeper right now. I mean, <laughs> I know, man. Well, I think right now you should be seeing Dwight Schrute. Yeah. Because I I had Dwight fill in for me as my still shot uh, as I'm out here. Holiday-wise, shouldn't he be the Bell's Nickel right now? (laughs) Yes. Yes. We need Moe's in here to complete the set, and then we're really Uh, – They they removed that from syndication, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. I think so. Man, what a cast. We hmm. got a, we got the band back together, baby. Now what? <laughs> That's I, the, I was right. gonna say, what do you yeah. guys want to talk about? We never discussed that. <laughs> it was great, guys. Uh, Merry Christmas. I uh, hope you all have a great one with your families. And uh, yeah, it was great talking. See you guys. Happy New Year, players. Listen, I know that we have. <laughs> when there's a true lull and it's unsavable, I understand that we have had a a call in from somebody infamous. But I think yes. we should we should hold that. Back a little while. I agree. Oh I my think, I think we at that. least try, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. L- let me. I have a feeling. That's I'm one of the start parts this off that with I question, wanted. If I can. Well, that that was one of the parts I wanted Cornerstone people to know. I didn't agree to this, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that special guest Why? appearance. Go uh, go ahead, Why? man. I'm sorry. Who who is watching Hawkeye? Oh yeah, I'm loving it, dude. Yeah. Best thing so far in the MCU. One. Hundred percent, Zach. All right. I mean, agree well, tied with more. Punisher, maybe, but just just so good. Punisher's good. Yeah, I mean, after what if? Uh, I mean, I was more like WTH. That thing was really, really bad. Um, what? I, Stop it! I, I did not like what if, man. Zombies, weird. The Doctor Strange episode was good. Do you that ever read really a good. comic? book greg <laughs> yeah i j- i just didn't like it guys i just thought they the captain carter kickoff ah oh, sorry i'm digressing I, I i i just it it just fell flat with me but this hawkeye thing is incredible movie quality 
got me psyched, uh, as does uh, where I'm going to be a week from tonight. Where are you going to be? But uh, I'm going to be uh, at Horizon Cinemas watching Spider-Man, for which I'm most excited about. Already got the Um, tickets, huh? Well, there's a quick story to that, I'll tell you guys. Um, Ben, who's been a guest of this podcast before with Stranger Things many years ago, um, is obsessed with this, uh, as am I. And uh, he, should I say this? Yeah, nobody's listening. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's going to be us, one cornerstone person trying to fire Heartland and maybe my mother. So, um, (laughs) So it's good. Ben was on his laptop. Uh, the, the day these tickets became available, they were supposed to drop at midnight and he was testing out everything. So like at eight 30, he like went into the horizon website. He wasn't hacking or anything. He just opened up another movie, put his debit card number in, then canceled just to see how quickly he could do this. And when he canceled, it opened up some weird back portal And he saw all the movies coming up by date, went in, got the Spider-Man tickets, and um, not sure we were supposed to do that. but uh, He literally went into the multiverse. He did. He He just just washed his hands. That's why they're wet. No other reason. He he went into the the mirror dimension and uh, scoured us his tickets. It was good. Can I ask what which one character that's going to be part of that do you wish wasn't going to be? If you could opt out one of them. Ooh. For me, it's a no-brainer, the Sandman. I thought that was the dumbest I, thing I ever. Completely I agree. think Sandman would be the one. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yep. yep, I think so. And plus, did I hear it's not going to be Thomas Hayden Church anyway? Really? I, I thought. Let me uh, just give you that CGI bad mummy special effects. Yes. Well, that's what I mean. It's just lame CGI anyway. So why put it in? If I you think don't have mostly it's going to end up being the, uh, you know, it's going to be uh, Doc, Dr. Octopus and the Green Goblin and uh, Electro. Uh, yeah. Bothered to make him a new suit. So I'm sure he's going to have to be around for more than 10 minutes. I, think, I so. think probably that it's going to be momentary with, with Sandman. I still would, would use my chip to get him out. I am a little more excited, you guys, about the new Sony Myers, Miles Morales uh, yeah, Spider-Verse thing. Yeah. Though. I saw that for the first time today, that preview. I still contend that's a can Spider-Man I just see, movie so Can far. I just say that Steve has, you know, this look on his face? I think he's prepping <laughs> for Sunday. Like, I think he's totally just tuned out of this, and he's prepping his sermons for Sunday. <laughs> yes. I'm writing all this down so I can use it in my sermons on Sunday. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. true. Steve Seriously is writing. unenlightened. No, man, I, no, I really I'm am. Like, I am Spider-verse. the odd man out here for sure. Like I'm saying, oh, they, these guys have watched this. I don't even know what it is. Haven't heard of it. <laughs> so uh, you're judging us a little. You're like, oh, they watch things so for part children. Spider, okay. part man. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just talk to your grandkids. That's all you got to do. Talk, talk to your grandkids. So I think up until about two years ago, I've seen all things Avenger. Or Marvel, you know, Marvel Avengers stuff. But yeah. since then, I'm totally out of touch. I don't know what's going on. Sorry. Uh, I, you, you no, that's fine, dude. Enjoy. Keep talking about it. Did you see Endgame, Steve? Yes. That's the see, last so one. I, that was Endgame. I haven't seen any since then. It's over. <laughs> yeah. What, they're uh, back? <laughs> honestly, dude. I mean, what have we had, guys, major movies-wise? You had the... Black uh, Widow. Uh, Far From Home, Black Widow, Eternals. Eternals was uh, garbage. Shang-Chi. Oh, my gosh, it was garbage. Shung, Shung, oh, Shang-Chi. We could, de- 
We could. I think Bartleball and I kind of liked Eternals. Uh, yeah, oh, I liked it. Eternals, yeah. I never saw yeah. it, so I can't weigh in on this one. I wish but that you I could thought say it was garbage, Bartles. You thought it was garbage. It was, and my son and I went and just mocked it out loud the whole time because we were the only two in the theater. <laughs> oh, you're my favorite fun. kind of people in a movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that could actually be fun, dude. I mean, you know, I mean, that's like Rocky Horror Picture Show level audience participation. Uh, which is in itself. The difference is with Rocky Hart, every other patron knows that they're doing it too. That's true. That's true. Well, Bartles was always a trendsetter, you know, so I, I'm, I'm not surprised. He's setting the trend. Uh, I'm sorry, Steve, but hey, at least you you got through Endgame. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I've kind of been waiting for this next phase to pick up, and it, it just hasn't quite come together for me yet. Huh. I thought what was funny was how I, I we watched Loki, like, I don't know, a month ago, my son had seen it, but he got me and my wife to see it. And, and it's this lighthearted, like trying to redeem him as he's not that bad. You know, he's, yeah. he's just mischievous. And then they started Hawkeye immediately with like, Oh, and he murdered this girl's dad. So here you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's true. Yeah. They all have bad days. <laughs> right. That's true. And we all make mistakes. And we all murder people's dads. It's no big deal. Exactly. <laughs> You didn't expect this, did you, Nathan? That we we'd uh, be going down the MCU. Uh, Ray, would soon. it would it surprise you to know that I was prepared for absolutely everything? <laughs> so did he expect anything else? Time. <laughs> everything. Hey, I got a question that might land us a little bit somewhere, um, or maybe more. But when when was the last these go to eleven podcast that you've done, Nathan? I assume you did it with uh, Mr. Bartleball here. Bartleball back in February. It was actually it was a Wandavision episode we did. Nice. No, that was the last one. That was the last one. Yeah. Yeah. What? Wow. And how come you guys just got busy or what? So yeah, there was there was a series of things that started happening. Um, so I had. I had changed jobs back in November, and so my job was actually picking up around that time. Uh, Jen, Nathan's wife, was still uh, working on her master's uh, classes at that point, so he was busy, uh, you know, obviously doing a lot more uh, parenting with the children. Uh, at That's that over point. now. Uh, yeah, no betting <laughs> stuff. <laughs> All done. Uh, no he works with Greg now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, she works with Greg now. Pray she does. Pray Dude, I'll I'll comment on that later. Um, but all good. Um, fantastic lady. But we'll we'll get to all that fun stuff with job changes and stuff. So yeah. Nathan and I had a plan that we were actually going to start recording again in the summer. Hmm. Um, and unfortunately, Joy's grandmother passed away, <laughs> yeah. and. She and I ended up moving in with her grandfather. He's 95 years old. And so we split our time about mm. 40 minutes away up in Bel Air with him throughout the weekdays. And then we're back here at our house on the weekends. So things um, are wow. just, we're just in a stage of life right now where things are so chaotic and uprooted um, that there's very little time to do anything. So when, Zach was like, let's, let's make something happen in December and, and get something going. Um, Joy and I worked it out so that I could be here at the house tonight and she's, she's up with her grandfather um, so that I could be here doing this. So I'm, I'm super excited to be 
casting again to be casting with all of you again and i'm looking forward to whatever tonight holds because i have no clue y'all somebody already kind of got naked um <laughs> yeah <laughs> but Zach, that's already happened so I, I, a little bit of you know <laughs> uh, uh, uh. hey i got a feeling there might be another reference to that coming up soon hey guys i just picked up ella how'd it go ella what time was i supposed to end? oh you're fine you're fine i'm gonna be on this call okay girl what's going see on a special guest here <laughs> if you can't hear guys, grab the wheel. I got my uh, I got my AirPods. Here. They will run out of batteries shortly, but he has them <laughs> yes. right now. Hey, uh, hey the, the best Nathan, thing is, for the next is I did plug I'm in today. Pure chaos, Nathan. Um, I have an idea for you where you could uh, get things going again, kind of grease things, uh, get them going uh, without much work. And that would be if you could find that uh, unaired episode that you and I did, unlike. <laughs> March 10, 2020, where we were both like, yeah, we're, we're 99% sure this COVID thing is going to be a blip. Nobody's going <laughs> to be talking about this. We remember what it was six months from now. There's nothing to it. Come on. This will be <laughs> over. I think I sat next to Nathan and made sure he hit the delete button on that one. <laughs> Put that through the shredder. <laughs> oh, my goodness, dude. That, you do have to dig that up, dude, just to get some highlights. That's what we should talk about, guys, is how life has changed since COVID. Oh, my gosh. I'd rather slit my wrists. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how life has changed. I'm so done with all of it. I I haven't worn a mask apart from hospital visitations in at least nine months, maybe maybe more. We are back to totally normal at church. I changed the uh, description on our, like, uh, live stream. So it says, live stream of service. For the ill, the shut-in, and those traveling this morning. <laughs> oh, look at that. Hey, that's good. That's what it was always there for, right? I.e., if you well, we never had one before, but like... Oh, it, gotcha. You know, but Omicron. Guys, Omicron. Yes. Yes. Hey, Favorite hey, Transformer. Hey. <laughs> Steve was just uh, quoting some Greek earlier. Um, you guys who've studied biblical Greek, Koine Greek... Do you have like oh, yeah. a little bit of a like mini like every time you hear somebody on the news say Omicron? <laughs> Omicron. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I've actually heard Omnicron a lot. Have you guys heard that? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Omnicron and. Uh, oh, there's no running know, from that. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> that sounds oh, like a rapper. It's Omni, man. <laughs> Got all I just want to know when are we going to get to the Omega strand so we can be done? <laughs> there um, you go. Probably, yeah, you know, probably never, right? right? Captain yeah, Trips. Yeah. I mean, it's like the flu. Yeah, the flu Captain never goes Trace. away. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think that's, that's true. Yeah. We, uh, you know what, though? I'm really happy with it, with these other strains showing up. At least our governor here in Maryland hasn't shut everything down. They, they, they do make the poor kids wear masks to school for that. I'm sorry. Nathan, are you still a school teacher? I am. You are. You, got, you all wearing masks at the private school? So we're so we have three phases at school right now: um, green, yellow, and red. So we are in yellow, which basically means that if students are out in the hallways together, they need to wear their masks. But when they're inside the classroom or they're outside, so if it's a nice Sweet. day, they can be out eating lunch. Then they Sweet. don't have to worry about it. Man, I I know personally, and we've all heard of so many parents who've hauled their kids out of public school over this, this, and other things. Just other weird uh, worldview things creeping into the public schools that they don't want their kids to sit under. But a whole lot of parents are like, I don't want my kid to have to sit there and wear a mask all day. And they're hauling them out of public schools and either going to your school 
Nathan, schools like yours or their homeschooling. Homeschooling has gone crazy, huh? I'm yeah, sure. That's dude. definitely I'm sure. Not up, yeah. yeah. But for the first dude, time for- ever, the homeschooled are going to be the ones who are like well-adjusted <laughs> and know how to interact with people <laughs> by comparison. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> dude, that was gold. That was gold. <laughs> I can tell you, Steve, um, I'm, I'm trying to think how to back into this, but since I am teaching in a public school. Oh, that's right. Uh, I forgot hours that, man. Whoa. Eight, yeah. eight hours a day. I'm wearing the mask every day. And eight hours a day? Eight hours a day, dude. The only time you take it off is when you're like eating lunch or uh, taking a sip of water. or, or something. Well, I shouldn't say Drink that. I, your my flask. Free, yeah, my, my, <laughs> exactly. My free period um, is first period. So there's four in, you know, you know, throughout the day. They're very long. And I will um uh, well there's one other lady with me but she sits on the other side we talked about it she's comfortable i'm comfortable so actually for a good 90 minutes i have my mask off unless that's like when i was a kid man at school the teachers actually had smoking lounges right oh yeah Yeah. none of you are old enough to know that are you they had smoking lounges man like between classes when they had a down hour they'd go in there and have a smoke so you're in the yeah. maskless lounge for exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sneaking yeah, that's, in there. That's what it is. And just uh, my quick update, guys, is I'm still at my church. Uh, you know, I think uh, Zach. I don't even know if you you know this, but I'm still there mainly just this year teaching and preaching. And I kind of going back to my roots. You know, when I started the church uh, several years ago, 18 years ago. I taught full-time for about four years and then part-time for another six or seven. Hmm. So it just seemed like a good time. COVID hit us hard. Um, us, we definitely, church? yeah, hit the church hard. I mean, well, you know, we kind of had stuff happening at CFC before COVID and then COVID was just another wave. So, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't have to do this this year, uh, but I just thought it'll save the church a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, they just adjusted my income down. So I'm, I'm making the same with two kids in college. It didn't radically alter me and Lisa's life path too much. Saves the church some money. Um, and, uh, so I'm teaching special ed at a high school. Uh, and, um, it, it, that is where I have met the kindest, sweetest lady named Jen Bartleball. Uh, hmm. Nathan's dear wife, and uh, Nathan, uh, can I ask a question? How how did you pull that off and get get somebody so high quality? I just I'd like to know about this. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you don't have it an was, answer. Gave her father a bunch of camels for the first five years. Yes. Cheap chickens. <laughs> Greg's breaking up on us. Yeah, Hi, I can't Greg. hear anything. He's driving. It had to be a huge. She is right about. Did you lose me? You back? You're back. Yep. Am I back? This is what happened last You're time back. before he disappeared forever. <laughs> the robot boy. Before I never came back. Yeah. Hopefully, I, man, I should be in a good spot. But can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. now we can. Yeah. Jen's office is literally, since she's a speech pathologist, right across her mind. Um, so we're both noobs to that school environment and it's a tough environment. It's um, a lot of needs Uh, this week, especially, you know, our high schools made the news for some um, less than noble reasons. 
Um, yeah. Some fighting and, and that, that, that sort of thing and some threats and sexual harassment that students are saying um, happened, uh, you know, student to student. And, and we've had a strong police presence there this this year. So it is a brave new world for me. Uh, but I thought mm-hmm. that was the coolest thing that uh, I meet uh, Nathan's wife finally in that environment. Very cool. Hey, you so I take the- it you haven't been to uh, fakemaskworldwide.com yet. No. Give it a shot, dude. The <laughs> double incognito. You can't tell from the outside in almost any light, but it's a real nice, easy breather. <laughs> oh, that's great. We're not Even flight attendants let it go. Interesting. Listen, guys, about a year and a half ago, we discovered that I had severe apnea. No wonder I felt so tired all the time, et cetera. Anyway, so now I'm sleeping with a mask. Oh, yeah. So I got to wear a mask all night, every night. I really don't want to wear a mask during the day. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. And I have a a love-hate relationship with it. I love it. It is literally, I think, I think literally it saved my life. I think I would have died without it. I was getting so well, so bad. But, uh, man, I hate that thing that I have to put that thing on, wear it all night and Keep adjusting it through the night and stuff. Uh, Is it the Darth Vader guys, type? Don't get old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you you can sound like Darth in that thing. Uh-huh. I was going to say because don't they have more modest ones now, Steve? That are <laughs> oh yeah, modest. I see what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but with with severe apnea, you got to wear the whole rig, dude. Like I almost need uh, a helmet. I should just get a helmet because yeah. it's hooked up to a machine and everything. Yeah. Uh huh. Dude. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better, man. It is that's, what it is. Oh, feeling that's the main so thing. Yeah, yeah. Now, Greg, let me ask you something though, because I know last year we were wearing our masks all the time. Yeah. Except for the rare occasion. I mean, the reality is, I, I know for myself, I got used to it. It was just, it was what it was. But um, you know, there was the rare occasion where it was kind of like, all right, I just, I need to take this thing off for whatever reason. I'm just, I'm not able to, to breathe. I, you know, some of it was the type of masks that I had made weren't totally, uh, totally great. Some of it was right. Like and all that, but do you, turns out raw hide and leather. They, they were, no, they were that, non-porous. Doesn't pass <laughs> had them from something well. else. <laughs> I don't know why it doesn't work with the plastic bag, but, uh, <laughs> But Greg, I mean, let me ask you, is, are you at the point where for the most part, like it's, it's not a big deal, like it's on and, you know, you said you've got your break kind of in, in the morning, that's your time to have it off. But once it's on, it's on. Are you, are you finding that to be the case? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm totally used to it. I, I've often thought that, um, I mean, obviously I'd, I'd love to not wear it at all, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, OR nurses and and techs that are part of, you know, eight, 10, 12 hour surgeries aren't, aren't probably the most sympathetic, um, to, uh, mass complaints. I'm not saying that like, uh, that makes them, you know, morally superior. I'm just saying uh, it, there is something about it. I certainly now having what three plus months of wearing it eight hours a day, yeah, I'm, I'm used to it. I mean, actually today when I left school, um, I didn't realize it. I, I, you know, uh, taking Ella down to her uh, tech rehearsal, talking to Lisa on the phone. Twenty minutes into my car ride, I was still wearing my mask. Yeah, and now that's unusual. <laughs> I haven't done that. But I was... <laughs> yeah. 
You're yeah, the kind of people my masters. son and I point at and yeah, laugh I'm, at. I'm the guy in the car with the best. <laughs> oh Here's my. the question, though, guys. On, on, I'll shift a little bit. Should I be concerned that Lisa throughout this um, pandemic has asked me to keep the mask on at all times? I'm not sure. <laughs> not sure what that's about. But extended it's it to a full head covering. <laughs> yeah, hey, so, exactly. so in our church, and I imagine your churches are the same here, uh, there, there's no tension over masks anymore. There were some, some earlier. When people were wearing them, there was. But, yeah, but the issue now yes. is the issue now is vaccinations. Yeah. Do you guys have? <laughs> we like, know. Yeah, you do, don't you? Can Can I land us all here? I, I keep using that term, uh, just so we. This might be really helpful because I, I I'm looking forward to this. Um, my sense, Nathan Bell, you tell me if this is right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say there's two guys in this conversation that are probably oh, on guessing. one end of the spectrum, <laughs> and then two guys on the other end of the spectrum. Those two guys are Mr. Hartland, Mr. Bartles that I can definitely know lean far more conservative. There's probably me and Bartleball that lean more the other way. And then there's Nathan Bell kind of in the middle. That's my (laughs) sense. That's my sense. You're way off base, man. I am so pro-vaccine. I'm pro-mandate. I'm pro all of it. Get freaking (laughs) vaccinated. I'm, I'm serious. At me. Flame me. Hate mail me. I don't care. Get your stinking booster. Get it all. And actually, is that, that? To, uh, to kind of to kind of reiterate that, like, um, so I, I just uh, close friends of uh, ours, coworker of Joy and mine, uh, the the husband was was anti-vax, and he was um, super healthy guy, uh, late forties, but but really healthy, worked out all the time, um, got COVID, uh, and then three three weeks later passed away, um, you know, and. Wow. And basically, exactly. like when when my friend was talking to him, he was like, "So, so, what's your reason for not getting the vaccine? I mean, is it you know, like, have you heard any serious scientific objections or anything like that, or is it basically because people are telling you to go and get it?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's basically because people are telling me to go and get it." And and to me, like that is just the saddest thing in the world. Um. You know, and, and and I think we talked about this, you know, earlier on in the podcast, you know, that um, we have just gotten so, you know, actually, I think it's been over a year and a half now that we talked about it, but we, we've gotten so mixed up in, as, as Christians in what, what we should be doing and what we should be taking a stand against. And I just, to me, the vaccine isn't the thing to take the stand against, you know, the masks aren't the thing to take a stand against. Like I get it. It's annoying. It's frustrating. You know, Zach, you said it, uh, you know, I, I don't know anybody right now who isn't ready to be over this thing, but, but we're not. And so, um, you know, that's, that's my soapbox. That's my lecture. Go get the vaccine and, and do what you need to do to be safe and, and, and be alive as somebody who has lost a number of close relatives and friends over the years if if you can do this to avoid you know that that happening to your friends and family go and do it would you agree however what do you think would you agree i i believe this would be an issue of christian liberty obviously it is right because the scripture doesn't say anywhere uh when you're down in 2021 and they have vaccinations get it so yeah so when we have Christians arguing with each other, you should get it, you shouldn't get it, and there are arguments and Facebook battles and all that. 
I would rather we just paint all over that. Hey, it's, it's a matter of Christian liberty. And uh, if somebody wants it, they can get it. If somebody doesn't want it, they don't have to get it. They're not violating a law or something. Would you all agree with that? It is at least an issue of Christian liberty. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, I, I think would. unless your job mandates it, though, like I, you know, I, I know several people who work for the government, you know, and, and yeah, the government and has mandated it. it so, yeah. you know, and, yeah, and I think in that case, it's like, go, you know, I think you're right. I think, but I think in that case, you know, some of those people are the people who are fighting and arguing against this. And, you know, I, I well, would, it's, you know, go ahead, Greg. Uh, well, I, I was just going to say, I don't know if Zach and Steve, if, I bet you have, I, I'm almost positive. I just wrote, I checked before this podcast tonight, my 17th um, exemption letter. Uh, <laughs> uh, You're ahead of me, man. I've, I've done a bunch of them, but not 17. 17, dude. It was, well, a couple of them all came like in the same two weeks. I don't know if it was, uh, you know, um, just at that time, uh, you know, employers all got on the same bandwagon or colleges, but, yeah. uh, I struggled with that and I reached out to a Christian attorney that Matt Smith and I knew of in, in, in Pennsylvania. And I just had a conversation and said, dude, what do I do? I'm, I'm a pro vaccine guy. I mean, I'm, I'm a triple vaxxed dude and, uh, dude, if they come out in four months and say, Hey, um, you know, all the, you know, authorized parties say, Hey, a fourth one will ensure you. I'll take it. I'll take a tenth one, twelfth one. I have no issue with it at all. That's just me. Not putting that on anybody else. Um, I'll do it. You know, I um, uh, happy to. And I said, um, I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to be asked by a lot of people to write these letters. So my letters, um, I write the the uh, analogy he gave me. It's like I'm a religious notary, so that. I'm not sharing my view. Uh, hmm. All my letters simply say, um, so-and-so, I've been so-and-so's pastor for X amount of years. I won't do it for somebody that's outside the church. Um, I'll just say, you know, I've known them for a long time, you know, five years, 10 years, 12 years, what have you. Uh, I can tell you, you know, he and I, she and I have discussed this issue, and I can confirm that uh, his beliefs his religious beliefs are sincerely and passionately held um i've had one or two folks ask for more like recently i had somebody that said well you know greg when i learned that aborted uh fetal tissue was used in the manufacture of the vaccine i couldn't do it and i said well i couldn't put that one in i i i that i don't believe that's that's the case i don't mean to get into a debate with you but i couldn't write that and they said, oh, okay. So they went with the first one. I, I never heard back. That's how I've kind of done it. Um, just curious, you other pastor dudes, what you've done. I have not written any. I got a couple of emails offering me, like, money per if, if I would. <laughs> really? Way. <laughs> you just started giving It's a, a racket, right? Wow. Yeah, yeah market it. Man. Huh. So I've, I've written wow. a bunch. Oh, we picked ours up with permission from another church. They had an attorney in their church produce theirs. We looked at it. I thought it looked pretty good. It it doesn't leave me committing myself to any particular position or belief on it. Like you said, Greg, I'm basically certifying that they're a part of our church, and I believe this is their real conviction. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I I, I did, Steve, have um, one individual, actually he and his wife, tell me that um, 
they they came to believe now they, they didn't need this in the letter and it's a good thing that uh, it may be the mark of the beast and, <laughs> oh. and a, path, a path to a one world government and I mean they're right uh, but <laughs> I, which, Lisa said which mark which you, beast ex- <laughs> right. exactly Lisa said why don't you ask them you'll be happy to write it are they comfortable receiving an exemption letter from someone who's taken the mark of the beast um, <laughs> right yeah. so I, I did not do that I simply said their beliefs are sincerely and passionately held yeah. um, so, obviously I don't want to state any make mention any names here but I had somebody, I'm trying to be vague about this, somebody in our church come to me. You could tell they were very kind of emotional. They have a government job, a good job. They've worked harder for that job. And they were told, you know, you're going to have to be vaccinated or you're going to lose your job. And they said, friends of theirs were telling them, you absolutely cannot get vaccinated. It is the mark of the beast. Wow. And when I told this person in our church, you know, Bull poopy, right? Um, and and listen, it's a matter of Christian liberty, whether you want that thing or not. They stood in front of me and wept. Wow. Yeah. Wow. How, how dare those people tell them dumb stuff That's like shame. it's the money. Yeah, don't find their conscience with something so so goofy. I yeah. well, do you guys think this is fair? Because Steve, this is the flip side. I, I agree with you. It is a liberty issue. I obviously I signed on to something that I'll be honest, sometimes it's given me heartburn to write Hmm. these letters, Mm -hmm. but I, um, I I do believe at the end of the day, I really had to examine my soul and say, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about the mandate. At the same time, I fear that if the political culture of today existed in 1952, we never would have cured polio. Hmm. And And I, again, I'm not saying that the, you know, vaccines we have are, are the, direct equivalent. I know they're not technically vaccines. I've had many people in church say they're genetic therapies, you know, what have you. I don't really care what they are. I they're think they give you a competitive edge. Right. I mean, for, for, for the layman like me, they are vaccines. But, By the way. Oh, go ahead. Keep going. Well, that was it. I just, I, I just worry that it, the, the, the atmosphere is so supercharged. Mm. I remember, man, why did this vaccine have to become like a litmus test for so many christians <laughs> just goofy to me just outright goofy because i well, i don't think this is spiritual i'm probably opening a, a bag of worms here i'm kind of i mean i know i see all the reticence towards it and i understand emotionally but what are the spiritual arguments against it outside of that mark of the beast and it's like mutagen or whatever you know all that stuff I, the one yeah. i've heard and and this makes some sense to me i could see where somebody could responsibly have this as their conviction is that uh, my body is the temple, the dwelling the place temple, of the Holy uh, Spirit. I'm supposed to take body, good care of this body. I'm supposed to deal, yeah. well, yeah. I'm supposed to deal responsibly with my body. And I don't feel in good conscience that it would be responsible of me to receive a vaccination that has been hastily generated, hastily tested, not really known what the long-term effects will be. So I can only say, all right. Yeah, as long as those people don't eat at Taco Bell or anything like that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it beyond that, that text yeah. is only—I mean, the text is about sexual immorality, not yeah. vaccines. Let's get Agreed. some context going. Well, yeah, right. but there is a general principle there that can apply to other things. I think your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. The point is, careful what you do with that body. Right, right? it's a sacred thing. So, but 
Hey, Dutcher, to go back to your polio reference, I read, and I've tried to find out if this is true or not, and I can't find out. I read somewhere in a book that when when they, when the, uh, what, the U.S. government, the FDA, whoever it is, said, uh, yeah, it's legit. It's a real cure for polio, or it's a, a real vaccination. Uh, New York City threw a ticker tape parade. Really? To celebrate. We finally, we can finally stop this thing. Because it was such a horrible wow. disease. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, the, there haven't been the any ticker, ticker, ticker tape parades for the COVID vaccine, have there? Well, I mean, the thing that's baffled me uh, to, to relate it to Trump, Trumpism, uh, Christian nationalism, you know, whatever you want to call it, I've been baffled by how many people are, you know, I mean, look, I, we're in Harford County. Some of us are. I mean, Steve and I are, are churches in Harford County. Um, you know, I mean, if we're in Vermont, different political climate, who knows how everything would have played out in terms of our timeline for reopening masks, vaccines, et cetera. But, you know, or if we were in Oklahoma, it would probably be different too. But I, I don't quite get Trump and to his credit, right? We could say this champion, the warp speed development of the vaccines. That's right. He, him, he himself got mm-hmm vaccinated yeah. why it's yes. like this just complete blind spot uh, people that love trump it's like well just do what he did dude he, he got what he's telling you to issue. do yeah yeah right you know i mean i view it I, I have used that in a few contexts of people where i say well look i i'm sure trump's medical advisors know more than you and i combined right and he felt he should get vaccinated so what's what's the deal but it's weird how it's associated with trump uh, and did you guys see when he was um, campaigning for folks a few months ago where he actually got booed by his own crowd for mentioning being vaccinated? No, I didn't see that. It was weird. Hmm. I mean, he kind of, and then he, he calmed it down and he said, no, no, I don't think it should be mandated. It's everybody's choice. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I don't fully understand so, what's what's happening. Here's a possible interesting effect of COVID. And I wonder what you guys think about this. You pastoral guys, especially, but we're all churchmen. So, um, you know, for a long time, church attendance has operated by the, what is that, the 80% rule? Like, you probably won't fill your auditorium more than 80% because people want a little space and blah, blah, and so on. Though, I will say, I've seen really jam-packed auditoriums. It just takes really good ushers, and you can get them in there. But anyway, they're, they're, they're saying now the new rule is going to be 60%. Because... Uh. Even though, you know, your governor speaks and says you can all meet again, you go to 100%. People are antsy about it, and they're just not going to all get that close together. What do you think of that? True or false? Huh. Interesting. This is a non-applicable thing in my setting. <laughs> we're, not, we're not at that capacity anyway. Uh, they, they built a new, congr- or a new uh, sanctuary in the... Uh, early 60s when we were the only church within many, many, many miles. Uh, and, and there was a baby big. boom going. So, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Perfectly social distanced. Yes. Um, I would say, Steve, my answer again is it probably depends on the area. Don't you think? Like, I think, mm. I would imagine you're in Bible Belt, you know, uh, uh, Dr. James King uh, uh, country. <laughs> Um, they might want 150%, right? People on hmm. top of each other because it's almost, again, the badge of honor thing, right? Like we, yeah. uh, faith over fear and all, all those kind of mantras. But I think you're right. I, we've definitely seen in our church, there's still a number of people that 
are watching online, but are definitely part, you know, they give, they, yeah. they support CFC, um, and are fearful. In some cases, you know, we got a guy, wonderful guy at our church who's, uh, you know, got pretty severe diabetes, you know, he's, uh, had several foot, foot surgeries, et cetera. He's only been back maybe once, uh, I think at Easter, um, so I could, I could see that. I, you know, I think it, it depends on the area. I mean, look, we're all online now, right? Like, Zach, even when you said yeah, we didn't have it before, I mean, um, I talked to people that had little country churches and saying, look, just find a kid with an iPhone, right? Find a 15-year-old grandkid in that congregation with an iPhone. Um, and they'll do something to, to put your content online. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, I, I think that's a brave new world. And one of the stats, I read recently said the average commitment for people post COVID is something I, it used to be 1.8. I think it's now 1.3 um, is the magic number for in, in a month span mm-hmm. of regular engagement. <clears throat> and that counts Sunday services, small groups, serve teams. Um, yeah. And I, I'm seeing a lot of that. Um, yeah, same you, you know, where I definitely think it's a very rare group of people that are there. You break it up on us, Greg. This is the happiest Christmas episode ever, Nathan. (laughs) 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 Week in, week out, like there used to be. You're seeing the same speed. Yeah, Greg, you're breaking up badly, guys. You guys keep talking. But, yeah, definitely seeing the same. Let me uh, let me go ahead and uh, switch switch gears here. Uh, no, we want to talk about COVID and shots all night. Oats, <laughs> please switch gears. Um, so, uh, pastors in in the group, um, what are you guys doing for Christmas this year? What is what has been the focus of Advent and what you're doing for that, and then kind of leading up to uh, Christmas Eve? Zach, let me go ahead and start with you. The huge man. We're doing the, the whatever we actually we never missed a Christmas Eve service, but uh, um, you know we had a little three week pause last time right before it, so it was kind of weird. I've, I've got um, you know a cantata one week. I've yeah. been preaching through Esther, which is really fun, a book I've never Ooh, preached through before. Sweet. And there's the Persian connection to the Magi and stuff, and and uh, you know a sort of Herod ish. Uh, decree to kill a bunch of innocent people and stuff. So I've been like connecting that up a bit with, with the advent and stuff. Um, so yeah, we'll have a candle light service last year. We, we used, I bought a bunch of like battery powered candles and we Did all you? just turned them to on avoid, at the same time. And I said, to avoid the wax. Well, no, to avoid the leaning over to the guy next to you kind of thing. Ah, okay. Um, like so this candle. year we're, we're going to just go back to, <laughs> yeah, no, I wish it was kind of nice not having to go through and, Scrape a bunch of stuff Scrape with, with mm-hmm. uh, deacons the next day mm-hmm. because nobody can. I, I, there was a year when I was a kid. I remember we had like almost like juice glasses with bigger, you know, uh, stubby candles. And they, and they told it. everyone tip the thing so that your candle yeah. comes out. Light it, light it, light it. And then they said, like, if you're not driving, take that light home with you. And set it on the windowsill tonight. When you wake up in the morning, you know, the light will still be there and it's connected into the preaching and everything. And I am thinking about maybe doing that this year, and that would save on the uh, wax scenario as well. That sounds like house fires to me, man. Don't <laughs> no do one it. drops it in their car like that. <laughs> well, that's why they said if you're not driving, you know, you yeah. can <laughs> hold it put, in your hand. Putting it in the windowsill cool, all night. That's a cool idea. 
half your congregation wakes up the next morning, the other half, their house burned down. <laughs> They're not stupid, man. They're going to put it like next to their family, you know, gasoline can or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave it on Christmas this pile of oily rags for Santa. Uh-huh. <laughs> you guys doing a big uh, thing over there at... Uh, the uh, good grief! I'm, it's been so long, Nathan. Is it Christ Community Christ? CFC, Christ Fellowship. Yeah, Christ Fellowship. Christ Fellowship. Yeah. Yeah, Greg, are you back? No. Yeah, you- yeah, dude. You guys were going in and out for a while. I heard it was us. That. It wasn't you. It was us. Nope. <laughs> but I did hear Barnaball slam. That was very well timed. Happiest podcast Christmas episode ever. That was good. Um, that was less, uh, what do you call, uh, passive aggressive than me with my ever-changing yeah. background. <laughs> no one seemed to see yours, so I was trying to, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, we are, uh, yeah, we did miss last year, and uh, that stunk. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you guys, I I think I've told Nathan this, I've told Steve this, I, we, I think we waited too long to reopen. I mean, we definitely erred on the side of caution. And, um, we opened last year for about three weeks uh, in November and then closed it down again and said, we'll revisit this shortly after the holidays. And Wait I a think minute. That you weren't was, open from March until November? We were, uh, yeah, well, yeah, but we did a lot of outdoor services. Oh, okay. You, uh, that, like through the summer and uh-huh. the fall. So we gotcha. definitely had, had, you know, outdoor events. We took advantage of, of the good weather. So we thought, yeah, that'll tide us over. We'll open up in November. At that point, the numbers were really climbing. Um, and we just decided, hey, let's just wait a little bit longer. And I think that was the nail in the coffin for people. Um, you know, we, we probably lost 20 to 30 folks just by making that decision. Uh, that's that, you know, it's hard to tell at the time, but hindsight, I would say we probably lost 20, 30 units. Uh, just by making that choice, and then we reopened again in February. Did you just call people like giving units, or did you mean like families? Oh yeah, yeah, family. I, I, I speak of them only in terms of units <laughs> by envelope not number. Be, not to be confused with Unix. Um, <laughs> the real personal touch when they get yeah. the. Uh, church Christmas card. Unit 736. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's good. laughs> Hope your life-giving facilities have held. We have been so blessed by your yeah, warm presence true. and your $22 per month. Thank you for your water. Yes. yes. I truly was not thinking money. I'll defend myself there. I was thinking, how do you say couples, individuals, ah, families, uh-huh. you know, I yeah. would just say that. So we lost that. Exactly. Yeah, we, we lost those groups, individuals in that time. So uh, although I thought, Nathan, you could tell me this, I thought our Christmas Eve thing last year was spectacular because I give all the credit to Matt and, and Stephen Smith. That, um, was, that was absolutely amazing. And I know um, for Joy and I, we really appreciated it because her, her grandparents are shut-ins. And so – yes. What the church did in providing um, candles for the for families, like that that whole kind of packet that was provided, uh, was phenomenal. So we went over to her grandparents' house on Christmas Eve, and we had dinner with them, and then we watched the service uh, with them. And so that was that was absolutely amazing. Uh, her grandparents really haven't been able to get out of their house 
Yeah. Now, of course, her grandmother has passed away uh, this summer, but but they hadn't actually been going out and going to church for three or four years at this point. So, wow. Um, for them, they just they had said it was just a really nice opportunity to to worship, and you know, having uh, having us there was really uh, special for them. So they absolutely loved it and thought it was fantastic. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear, and I can brag on that because I literally did nothing for that. Because uh, mm. if you remember, my wife at that time had COVID yep. from Thanksgiving. <laughs> Uh, and we were kind of under quarantine or no vaccine. Nope, oh, breaking up again. Lost him. Another tunnel. This <laughs> guy takes the, the right yeah, home with all, all the she tunnels. She was moderately saved. I think another asteroid just blew by. <laughs> Maybe it was a comet. Yeah, I'll jump in for him. So, yeah, uh, you know, their family was, they were, they were sick. It was, Lisa got it over Thanksgiving, and then it just kind of rolled in, so... Um, I think Greg, uh, what he did was he went out and just recorded the the message, and it was outside. It was outdoors. They had uh, Stephen Smith, who's a part of our church, our uh, associate pastor's son, did the recording on that and just did all the mixing and everything with the sound. Really nice uh, way to do it. And so um, they actually they did a, a really nice uh, mix of all the music. And so at the end of the night, when they did Silent Night, we were able, uh, as a family, did the lighting of the candles, sang Silent Night together. Um, really a nice, uh, nice service. And we lost Greg. Hmm. Let's see if he comes back on with a what's up, players. Um, so. Guys, um, can I bring up something that's going to have literally no chance of, of COVID ramifications? Sure. <laughs> I want to I want to bounce two things off you guys uh, that I've been wondering your thoughts on. One is uh, the chosen Christmas episode. Anybody seen it yet or going Ooh, to? Oh, I was going to bring that up. I was going to ask you uh, if you've seen it, Zach. I'm going tomorrow with my son. I actually bought tickets for me, my son, and my wife. And then my wife was like, "I'm going to my mom's house that night." And I'm like, "All right, well, we'll have some extra leg room, I guess." Please let me know how it is. I'd like to take the kids to see it. So, yeah, yeah, I will. That that looks to me like uh, it's going to be probably 25 minutes of episode and then like 35 minutes of like, I don't know, selling stuff or like music videos or something. I'm not sure, but that's the, that second part is where I'm a little wavy hand, but I guess we'll see. I'll let you know what the, the ratio is. Okay. The ratio. Yeah. And then of course, I really love this. The TV series is great. Oh my gosh. It's so good. It's so good. It just keeps getting better. And I just, yeah, I saw that and I saw the musical part and I'm like, okay, I hope this isn't like the sellout, you know, (laughs) Yeah, hold on a minute. Is is he frozen? Steve, are you still there? There no, he, he was is. just sitting very still. <laughs> I'm still here. We're wondering if you if you're mm-hmm. if you're in the dark now. No, I'm not. But <laughs> you know, I have not seen one episode of The Chosen. People keep telling me, "Oh, you got to see it." I keep thinking, "Yeah, I got to see it." But I just don't spend much time watching things, so uh, I haven't gotten around to it yet. So it's legitimately good, and I have. I would like, like to. Uh, I. I have a low tolerance sometimes for really cheesy, like Christian stuff, yeah. but this is not that. Uh-huh. That's what everybody tells me. Yeah. Doesn't have Kirk Cameron in it. Hey guys, come on. That guy's pretty solid. Even though I keep getting Facebook ads for like advertising on TBN. 
with Kirk Cameron's face. And I'm like, what the world is know. going on? I have no comment. You, you don't wear a TBN shirt around? I'd like to see the, <laughs> the chosen thing. So, I think it's time to bring on the Reverend King. I would like to be credited as Alan Smithy on this one, guys. I don't know who Alan Smith is. Alan Smith? Wait, who's that? Never mind. That was a that was a deep cut, I guess. Let's get some. Uh, let's get some King. All right. Let's see what the Reverend King has to say about anything. Is he going to talk about that? I don't know. Reverend I don't King. know what he's going to talk about. I, I haven't listened to the message yet. All right. Let's see how it goes. Oh boy, uh, friends! Yuletide greetings from someone you've not heard from in some time. Uh, of course, I speak of yours truly, uh, the Reverend James King, uh, from the James King, King James, Bible-believing, teaching, preaching, Holy Ghost Tabernacle. Friends, I really thought my work on this anti-God cast had finished some years ago. But just when I thought this, this pathetic radio show had fizzled out like a stale fart from Satan's backside, it's as if Lucifer himself had revived <laughs> this putrid corpse with unholy hellfire. That's right. Now, now listen, because of the business of the season and, of course, the kingdom work I'm involved in doing uh, for the great Donald Jonathan Trump, who's still president, by the way, I'm not going to take too much time to name each of these fools and dress them down as they should be. In fact, there's just too many of them to spend too much time taking them apart. I feel like I should just call them legion because they are many, many our millennial fools can't put their bottles of whiskey down long enough to get sobered up by a good hellfire passage. Oh, it's the usual cast of characters, so you count on that. First of all, there's Nathan. No, that's not his name. Naked Bartleball. That's right, friends. I've been told that this man is a He's an exhibitionist who uh, I have on good authority does this podcast as naked as a jaybird. And then uh, there's Zach find me lying in a pool of my own vomit on the counter of the local bar town. Right, friend, this man fancies himself an author. Friends, he's no more of an author than the, the, whoever that fool was who drew the captions for the comics in Bazooka Bubblegum. Friends will get truth out of that than you ever will from this fool, I can assure you. Oh, and then there's a man at the center of it. That's right. Nathan Hell. That's right. He's the only <laughs> true consistent member of this group of demonic malcontents. Yeah, it's like a he's like a booger on Satan's finger that he can't shake off. No matter how hard he tries, this man's not going anywhere. Oh, and look what the demonic cat dragged in. Steve Unregenerate Hotland. That's right. Let me tell you something, motorcycle idolater. Oh, no Harleys in hell. Enjoy the breeze right now while you can. While you're riding that devil's chariot. One day you'll be basking in the wafting breeze of sulfur. More on that in a moment. Finally, friends. Oh, this is a hard one to even mention. There's a Greg Dutcher. <laughs> Friends, I'll, I'll show you a picture of this fool. But in order to do so, I'd have to put two cameras side by side and shoot both of them in panoramic view. And I still wouldn't get them all in. 
fruitcake, but I don't think there's a fruitcake left on the planet that this glutton hasn't swallowed whole. Oh, friends, there's so many others. <laughs> right to it. I'm here to do my godly duty and warn you of every single thing you're about to hear tonight in this so-called podcast. Friends, everything you're going to hear tonight is heresy and likely endorsed by Joe Biden and his fellow Democrats. That's right, friends. <laughs> Loyalty stands. So instead, I'm going to give you some truth you would never hear from these fools. Christmas truth. See, using Bible logic, I can keep it short and simple, friends. Change the letters around in Santa, and you know what we're going to say. And see, these fools, they don't want to warn precious little snot-nosed children about the dangers of worshiping this fat man in a red Hillary pantsuit. It's what they do. Don't think for a second, friend, that elves aren't real. Some people think they're mature and say elves aren't real, and I sit every one of them down and I tell them elves are real. They're demonic creatures that live at the North Pole, and they manufacture vaccines like Moderna. And and every other manner of ill chemicals, which do nothing else but put microchips in you that Nancy Pelosi personally tracks and monitors on her iPad every day. She won't hear this kind of godly truth. And these pants is probably going to talk about music tonight. They love to talk about their favorite little Christmas ditties. Well, this is a first, friends, but the Reverend James King has been preparing a little Christmas ditty of his own that I'd like to to the ignoble legacy of these absolute all millennial devil worshiping fools. Want to hear, friends? I even <laughs> sing it for you tonight. These nuts roasting in the lake of fire. Oh. Everybody knows some sulfur and some burning flame will help to make these fools burn bright. Tiny tots with their eyes in terror. Whoa. We'll find it hard to sleep tonight, and they've done the same face, the same fate. And we seem to be smoking brain. <laughs> oh, I was going to end it, friends. So I'm offering this simple phrase for kids from 1 to 112. Although it's been said many times, many ways, I can't wait to see you go to hell, friends. <laughs> to the James King, King James Bible believer teaching, preaching tabernacle, where you'll hear the love of Jesus. Amen. How Man. long do you guys, how long do you suppose that uh, James King shut down for COVID? <laughs> <laughs> James King is the only man who kept everything open during COVID. I'm sure. Uh, Jerry Falwell sure Jr. too, but yeah. Uh, well, that's true. That's true. He's <laughs> nuts. What is wrong with that guy? That is crazy. Oh, my goodness, guys. We, we, we might need to hear that uncut at some point. You know, might need to make it 
um, you know, uh, available in another format. It was breaking up there in a couple. But have we ever had the Reverend James King James sing? Has a uh, has a a line of uh, Christmas carols for heathens. <laughs> that could be good. That'd be fun, like the that commercial little excerpts from each one. <laughs> yes, absolutely, dude. Do you remember when, when uh, James King recorded something that later he decided it was so bad <laughs> it couldn't air? That was, that was so funny. <laughs> that wasn't yeah. that much worse than this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could th- you could tell James King's got a lot of pent-up frustration, man. COVID, the election, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. He is. He came out swinging tonight, man. I, I'm just gonna go to limb, guys. Say he doesn't like us very much. I, I just get that that vibe. Protest the steel situation there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he is is not liking it, man. That is for sure. So, hey, did we get Bartleball back? No, he didn't even text anybody either. He's, oh, oh no, he's, he's going he's on with him. Texting with me, dude. No, he's oh, been okay, just the elites. Yeah, yeah he. Uh, All right, hang on a second. <laughs> yeah, his phone, uh, his phone died on him. For crap. Oh, After how much crap excuse. we gave you that one time when your computer died. <laughs> I know, exactly. Uh, Steve, I think you missed some of James King. Yeah, I might have missed the tail end there. The call of nature. When, when you're 67, oh. sometimes you don't wait a while. I don't know which oh, call no, was better, true. the call of nature or the call of James King. Probably about I, the I same. Like, Anyways. I, I like hearing him sing. I don't know. Have we ever heard him sing before? I don't think we'd ever heard him sing. No, that, that was pretty sweet. I don't sweet. think we'd ever heard James King sing. That was, uh, yeah. that was powerful. Kind of um, got me in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> me too. Me too. Bartle suggested that maybe King puts out a couple of famous Christmas tunes, a little... Yeah, you know, a little put out an album, iTunes album. Uh-huh. You know, little, uh, it could be you know Christmas songs for pagans and heathens. Um, you know, I mean, we're his favorite heathens. I think, but yeah, I'm sure he could broaden that out a little. Well, he's he's been with us since the beginning, so you know you he you has. ought to gather up all of his contributions and somehow put them in a package and make them available to people. We should. That man. might be pretty interesting. You could do a little fundraiser for your church that way. right yes i uh you know i got us from two services to one service and i think zach gotta get us from one to no service so yeah we can we can do that eventually we can keep whittling it down to bare bones oh my goodness love it love it stuff what's the original tagline for the for the podcast from like 2014 it was like topics that aren't brought up on sunday or something yeah yeah, yeah we that. just lost Greg again. <laughs> but we got Nathan, oh, you know? We got swap. Nathan back. Yeah. They keep, like, tag-teaming in and out. It's a tunnel. I went, you know, it, it, it had to take one and give one back. <laughs> Nathan, here's the strange thing. While you were gone, James King, uh, not knowing anything that would happen after he left the voicemail, intimated that you would be the one doing part of the podcast naked, so... And guess what? You notice you don't see me. <laughs> it's right on. <laughs> oh man. Oh guys, this has been this has been fantastic. Uh we gotta we gotta get Dutcher back on so we can sign off. We keep bouncing him in and out. 
Somebody yeah, I, I'm starting to wonder if Dutcher and Bartlebar are the same person. <laughs> I wonder that too sometimes. <laughs> and sometimes, guys, I don't want to say another controversial thing here, start a big row, but I sometimes wonder if Dutcher and James King are the same person. <laughs> no, I couldn't. Yeah. Be. All the weird conspiracy things I've ever heard, that's the most ridiculous. <laughs> hey, uh, while we're waiting for Dutcher, can I plug my stuff? Yeah, go for it. Of course, yes. Um, I've got a new podcast coming out soon. Um, it's going to be called The Pilgrim's Progress. Hmm. And you know what it's going to be? Pilgrim's Progress? Pilgrim's Progress, yeah. So I have a um, kind of particular style of audiobook that I have kind of, I think, perfected or close uh, over the last few years uh, when I got my audio rights back from, from HarperCollins with uh, a lot of cinematic music and sound effects and stuff. And I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take the unabridged uh, Pilgrim's Progress. I'm going to give it a little modern fiction punch up, uh, probably ruin uh, or pull out part of the, the poems and, and then hand them over to my wife, some of them, and have her punch them up as well. And then I'm going to lay that thing down every couple of weeks, uh, another section. So that should be uh, coming people's way early January. You're wrapping and the whole I couldn't, thing, just to be clear. What's that? Are you wrapping the whole thing? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm wrapping it. And Nathan's Bell is going to do the beatbox under it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very cool. That looks not, not the rap part, but it sounds cool. Although I'm not the one who's spending a lot of time in Bel Air, so. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> the license plate said fresh, and there were dice in the mirror. <laughs> I was waiting for that to drop. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's coming back, guys. He says he's trying. Now I'm on. Now I'm on the text with him. The last, the last <laughs> thing ever on the on the podcast, and he's gone forever. <laughs> unsolved mysteries. <laughs> you know, there's an unsolved mysteries podcast. You guys, I would, I would expect that. <laughs> it's never it sucks, it. but I listen to it. Oh. <laughs> What's up, players? <laughs> Man, this is quality. This is typical, isn't it, Nathan? Quality podcasting. Look at this video. It's like times. the Blair Witch Project down there. What's going on? <laughs> oh, Bartleball's back. I love it, man. I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> we need to shut up the nose, Greg. Go back yeah. up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Here, I'm still in the car, dudes. Uh, so what else you got going on there, Zach? That's all. That's, That's pretty all? much it. Nice. Nice. Steve, you got any projects going on? Projects? What kind of projects? I don't know. Any personal yeah. things going on that you're working on or books, music, whatever? Oh, personal things, not so much. Uh, but church things, yeah, a ton of projects, but you don't want to hear about them. Just a lot of stuff. I did. Hey, I didn't get to mention earlier, though, you asked about huh? Christmas things going on. So, yeah, yeah, we have a thing on So on the 19th in the morning. Of course, we'll have a Christmas service. That evening, we have back-to-back concerts. One's at 4, one's at 6.30. Um, and they're really great events. If, you know, I can say that because, like, like Greg said earlier, I'm not involved in them. I have 10 minutes in there where I get to share the gospel. Other than that, it's really great Christmas music. We even have some bagpipers in the thing this year. That ought to be pretty cool. Oh, I'm digging that. Kilts and full regalia and all that. So that's a big thing. Then, like you guys, Christmas Eve service. And then we'll have a final Christmas message, actually, the day after Christmas. Uh, I know that's a little 
weird, like you're a day late. But anyway, we're going to stretch it out. So, yeah, we have big stuff coming up and probably have a lot of guests show up at the church. So that's pretty cool. A lot of gospel sharing in the next couple of weeks. Nice. Yeah, we'll do it. Nice. Steve, you, you didn't used to do a Christmas Eve service. No, we didn't. You know why? We, years ago, we tried one, and it was a big flop. So we said, well, forget that. Plus, we spent a day getting wax out of the carpet, right? So um, yeah. then uh, you know, we've, a, lot of, a lot of new people have shown up at our church in the past year, a lot of people. And one of them, a really sweet lady, said, I was so bummed you didn't have a Christmas Eve service. Here's what it means to me. Uh, we all invite a lot of friends and all. Could you have one? So we talked about it and thought, sure, man, let's do a pretty chill version of a Christmas Eve service. So we'll see how it goes. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nathan, what projects you got going on recently? Well, there was this podcast I used to do. <laughs> <laughs> you used to do a couple, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, uh, uh, but yeah, and I still have the uh, Phantom Galaxy podcast going on. You can find that it's over on Facebook and on Podbean and all that good stuff. Phantom so, Galaxy, nice. yeah. And, and actually, I've seen you dropping dropping a good bit of content there. So uh, nice, making up for the fact that we're not doing anything over here. Look <laughs> hmm. <laughs> we'll back. We got, we have something. Maybe maybe we should do an audio book. <laughs> right, right. Greg, what have you got going on? Um. Wow. I am. Um, rediscovering a love for uh, preaching through books um, because this you know fall we did first John mm-hmm. as you know Nathan and uh, I finally feel like I've, I've struck the balance my goal is I want each sermon to feel like an independent sermon for people that might come once in a while you know, that they, there's something meaningful they can get it. They don't feel like they're kind of dropping in on something they don't belong to and still preach a book for people that are there. I, I think I'm finally getting close to that balance. Um, so I'm just thinking through what we're going to be doing in the winter. I got a couple of ideas, but, uh, you know, so there's that, uh, I'm trying to get my certification cause I'm on a conditional certificate right now. Um, so I can teach English, something I always wanted to have in my back pocket. Cool. Um, and so I'm, I'm four out of five courses done. Then I got to sit for two praxis tests in, uh, in, in January. And then I should have it. Nice. Assuming I pass. Oh, the praxis sure. fun times. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's, and you know, it's weird. It's one of those things like I'll, I'll pass it once I study it. If I took it now, I'd fail because I don't really know, uh, Erickson, Bandura, their contributions to educational learning theory. So I'll learn them 12 hours before the test. Forget them one hour when the test is over, and somehow the state of Maryland will say, "Now you can teach English, even though you've done it for thirty years." So, um, <laughs> right yeah. on. Yep. Look forward to the bureaucratic wheels turning. <laughs> nice, nice, guys. This has been uh, fantastic. Um, I I have not uh, been doing too much other than you know staying uh, staying with all the things that Joy and I have going on with her grandfather in school. Um, I've actually been in contact, um, the pastor of the school I teach at, I teach at a small private Christian school, and he and I are going to be working on, um, some curriculum. So we're actually going to be working on writing our school's curriculum for the, uh, seventh, eighth and, uh, 10th graders. Um, we're going to be, or seventh, eighth and 11th graders is what we're going to be working on. Uh, Nice. so, and then, um, Greg and I actually, uh, spoke, 
about a potential project that that we might have going on. I'm going to keep that under wraps and tease that out a little bit, but uh, mm. but he and I have been talking about some things that that we might do at some point as well. So um, you can stay tuned for some news on that down the road. Yes. Yes. And and give I us a little something, missed. man. Give us a little tease, a little something other than just it's nothing. It's uh, it's it's a revitalization of some works that have been published. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. After you hit and stop, are you going to tell us what the heck you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> right. I won't tell anybody. <laughs> I don't talk to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you have a bunch well, of other podcasts you could talk about it on. <laughs> that's right. Dude, I'm talking about a Polyon Christian and faithful and Mr. Facing Both Ways. I'm not talking about your projects <laughs> on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, can I put in uh, a pin for something we could talk about if we, you know, get through the holidays, maybe get another special episode? I'd love to know how many of you guys listen to the Mars Hill podcast. Oh, um, dude, we need to do a wrap up on that for sure. I listened to every word. Yes, me too, man. We just finished it, uh, Lisa and I, last week. Uh, I don't know. Steve, did you uh, hear it? No. What is it? It's called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Uh, CT did it. Mike oh, Cosper really? is the, the guy. Oh, and it's, that sounds interesting. I mean, I thought it was, it was excellent. I don't know, Zach, if you felt this way, but I, when I first heard about it, I thought, oh, man, this could be almost too attractive. It's so sensationalized, et cetera. I, I personally thought Cosper walked a great tightrope of um, kind of telling the story, not dispassionately, but about as even killed as he could have, I, I, I felt. I just didn't think it was, uh, I don't feel like it was too gratuitous, you know, in its, in its details. Um, it's a sad, sad story. There were things I had never heard um, that came out uh, that were, yeah, and there's some moving things too, some surprisingly moving things. But yeah, so, and um, Barnabas, I think you would like it too. I think that's one you guys... Well, I've talked to you about it, Nathan. You probably haven't had a chance to listen. You're doing all that uh, commuting between two two uh, homes. That's a great way to knock out a, a short podcast series like that. Absolutely. I'll tell you that last one, he must have been in a hurry to get that out because I was so just confused by it. How, like, it kept, like, random loud music kept just drowning him out. And then, like, he said the same thing three times. I'm like, you forgot to edit this episode? or And it had been so uh, pristine and perfectly professional at that point. I, it's so weird you say it, dude. Uh, you're, that must be the case. I somewhat noticed it, but everybody I talked to said the the last episode, which is weird, it was supposed to come out November 23rd, because uh, in the penultimate episode, he said, yeah, this the uh, next one will come out. So it came out like December 5th, and you would think they had all this time to edit it. I'm not sure if he got some content he didn't count on, and they were squeezing it in. But I agree, there were some uh, misses in that. But it, it, you know, it still held. It was yeah, still... it was two hours long. So I yeah. mean, it's that is it's hard to you, you know you, we've all edited audio, I assume. And when you go through and you kind of just go, okay, when I get to a problem, I'll address it right then. And then by the time I get right. to the end, it's all done. And somehow, I don't know how, but somehow things sneak through, even though you're going through, you know, one word at a time. Yeah, uh, the longer the episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was, I'd like to hear, he said, he teased a little thing at the end of that. Like we're, we're going to be doing another Christianity Today podcast soon. And we're yeah. really excited about it. And I thought, whatever it is, man, I'm going to give it at least several episodes 
to to hook me because they did a great me job too. with it. They, it was so good. Uh, there's a girl in our church um, who has a background in sovereign grace and has written Cosper to ask, would he or somebody at CT consider doing some of that story? Because it's, you know, uh, uh, some overlap. He did kind of give that with the bonus episode with Josh Harris. Yeah. Touched in, into some of that. But you know, I think just it showed me a lot of people are grieving all the church pain stuff. Um, and to just have a, a storyteller kind of put some perspective to it and, and look at, you know, uh, the whole thing from different sides. It, it's really good. So rise and fall of Mars Hill guys. If you can check it out, we could talk about that. Mm. All right. Make that a goal and see if we can, uh, see if we can jump on and do another special at some point here. Sounds good. Love guys, it. This has been fantastic. I am so glad we were able to get on. I don't even know how long we've been recording. Um, but, we will, we will throw this up. I am planning on releasing this. Uh, I'm going to do an old time release. So I'm going to do a Tuesday release. So, um, you know, plan for Tuesday. What is that? The, uh, the 14th, December 14th. Yes. Um, At 10 will, PM. Uh, 10 PM. Well, so they go to 11. It depends on how long it is, right? If it's oh, an right, hour, right, right. Yes. If it's an hour, yeah, I will right. drop it at 10, but if it's, which I think it is longer than an hour, I will make sure I <laughs> you, time it so that we can edit it down to an hour. 11. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah you could take out everything i said <laughs> it'll be good all right guys this was awesome until the next time we just rock the casbah these go to 11